0: You have to learn how to be a good steward of what you have today before you get blessed with more later.
1: If you're making six figures and you're winging it, think about what would happen if you got organized.
0: Someone in your family tree has got to decide that you're going to change the family tradition of living in poverty.
1: Are you a six-figure household, but you're struggling to build wealth?
0: Money isn't a problem, yet you don't have a financial strategy.
1: You and your spouse just can't seem to get aligned, and it's holding you back
0: welcome to rad money the finance podcast for millennial married couples
1: we're rebecca and dylan
0: and our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth
1: because the world needs more good wealthy people
0: welcome to this episode of the rad money podcast today we want to expose seven excuses that you keep making that are getting in the way of really whatever your next level of financial success is. Whether it's breaking the paycheck to paycheck cycle, paying off all your debt, reaching financial freedom, or even reaching financial independence, whatever that level is, some of these excuses might be keeping you stuck exactly where you're at.
1: Yeah, as you know, we are all about controlling what we can control. And every time we make up an excuse in our lives, we're giving up our power to actually make positive change for ourselves. So the whole idea with this episode is to eliminate the negative thoughts and to replace them with something that's going to help you up level your financial game and maybe something else in your life. This might carry over to some other spots. And if that's the case, we're super excited about that as well. But before we get into the episode, we want to remind you that the cashflow freedom framework is yours for the taking. If you sign up for our newsletter. So the only catch is you got to give us your email address where we'll give you more good information about managing your money with your partner. So really, this is a win-win situation. You get a free course and you get more valuable information about managing your money with your spouse. All you got to do is see the link in the show notes and sign up for the email list and you'll get a code that's good for 48 hours only to redeem the course for free. And then after that, it's going to go back to $97.
0: So if you've been a longtime listener and you're still sleeping on this and you still aren't in the newsletter, well, then shame on you. It's time for you to take action and go take advantage of this amazing course. It's so good. We've got such amazing testimonials. We're just talking to someone the other day who is saying it just makes it so incredibly simple when in the past they've been overthinking it, overcomplicating it, making it really difficult for them and their spouse to really come to any decisions about how they wanted to use their money. So that's a pretty powerful testimonial. And if you are new, don't be like these other guys who are dragging their feet, getting their finances together. Take action today. Go sign up for the link in the show notes. Get subscribed to the newsletter, get your link, and get going.
1: Well, that was the most ridiculous pitch we've ever had. No, it wasn't. It wasn't? We've been more ridiculous? Probably. Um,
0: (laughs) I wouldn't put it past us.
1: (laughs) I really liked it, though. I think it's a gem. So with all that being said, let's get into today's episode where we might uncover some excuses that you're making that are preventing you from signing up for a course like the Financial Freedom Framework that could help you reach financial freedom.
0: Yeah. So the first excuse that you need to stop making... Which is just I think is so common, I see it all the time, is what's the point? This nihilism that so many people have, especially younger generations, who, yes, there's a lot going on, they're challenging times, but this concept of what's the point? It's impossible, I can't do anything, so therefore I will do nothing is complete nonsense.
1: Yes absolute nonsense there's definitely a defeatist attitude whether it has to do with the fact that you know the system's rigged and why did i get so much student loan debt and it has to be forgiven the housing market is up against me or there's been two recessions since i've graduated and so you know what's the point it's all gonna fail anyways
0: yeah and boomers did everything to ruin everything and all of the inflation and so all you look at are the things that you can't control and you're really you're passing the buck you're trying to blame all of these outside circumstances which yes they are challenging and yes it does make it harder but it doesn't mean that it's impossible it's just an excuse it's an excuse to actually take ownership of what you can do and really to put the work in
1: Right. And I think if you find yourself that you're just saying the system's rigged and what's the point, you're looking way too far out into things that you have no control over. You're not thinking about everything that you do have control over and all the things that are potentially going very well for you in this very moment.
0: Or that could be if you just took some ownership and actually started to take action.
1: Right. Because I definitely think that if you are in this pattern of nihilism and you just don't see the point, then you're going to do things that will help reinforce that thought process you are going to budget you are going to make sure that you pay off your debt you are going to try to save any money so you won't see any progress if you are just believing that there's no point at all
0: yeah so it's and it's just easier to blame society to blame capitalism blame the government blame the economy blame all of these other things That yes, they are real and we're not saying that they, again, that they don't make it hard, but that doesn't mean that you should completely just go belly up.
1: Right, because there are people that are taking action right now and they're getting success. And there are people that are in a worse off situation that are improving themselves compared to you right now. So the next excuse is that I don't make enough money. And that's an absolute way to just give up on everything and not make any progress because it's not about how much money you make. It's about what you do with the money that you have.
0: Absolutely. I mean, honestly, yes, you might not make as much money as you would like to. Okay, welcome to the club. That's all of us. But, (laughs) uh, But to say that you don't make enough money, really, I hope that if you ever say something like this, you are doing everything within your power to make the most of the money that you do make. Because yes, everybody reaches that point where they don't have a savings problem. They do have an income problem. But the reality of it is, is you really don't have to make a ton of money to make progress with your finances. There's a you know handful of articles that have gone around, oh, people feel like they need 100K to live a life in 2023. It's absolutely not true. We run incredibly lean. For the past four years, I think our average for the two of us to live, our average expenses have been under 60K.
1: Easily, yeah. For the
0: two of us, okay? So just completely don't listen to that. It's absolute nonsense. You can reach your financial goals making less. And actually, that's when you can prove to yourself what's possible with that little bit.
1: As you start to earn more income, that starts to improve your situation, not necessarily that you're buying more stuff, but that you pay off the debt faster, that you start to save more money, that you invest more money as you gain more income. Yes, more income would be nice. But right now, if you don't have more income, it's about the decisions that you make with the money that you have. And you might have to make hard decisions. It's not always going to be easy, but you can sit there and complain and make bad choices with your money, or you can start to make positive choices and start to see it pay off in the long run.
0: Yeah. And really the the essence of this one, it comes down to stewardship. If you can't yeah. make the most of the money that you have now, who's to say that you're going to be any better when you have more money later?
1: Great because point.
0: it really does come down to, okay, well, maybe I make 60K right now and I'm just kind of scraping by because I live somewhere that it's expensive or whatever. Okay. But once you get up to that 70, 80, 90, whatever, are you going to actually use that money to reach your financial goals, or are you just going to let it inflate your lifestyle? Right. So you have to learn how to be a good steward of what you have today before you get blessed with more later so that you will make wise decisions with that extra money that you get.
1: Fantastic. All right. So the third excuse that people make is that you have to be born wealthy to reach financial freedom.
0: Yeah, or just to, yeah, to have any wealth at all, you need to be born into it. This has been a narrative that has just been so popular in the past couple of years when we're talking about privilege. And it's not that I'm saying that certain privileges don't exist, but that doesn't mean that it's not possible for you to build your own wealth on your own. Someone in your family tree has got to decide that you're gonna change the family tradition of living in poverty. So you it's up to you to change that and to start to pull your family up. Yes. Because, you, again, you absolutely can, but it has to start with somebody. It's just like all the you know trauma healing and all these things that that's really getting a light shown on it recently. It's the same thing when it comes to this family curse of poverty. It, you just have to choose to break the curse. And maybe you won't be. Absolutely lavishly wealthy, but you know what? Your children can come up in a world that is better than what you had for yourself. If you're not born wealthy, yeah, you're starting from a harder. You're you, you don't have the same vantage point. It's just there's no question about that. You don't have the same opportunities. You don't have the same financial IQ. I mean, dear Lord, the things that I know now—if I even knew them five years ago—I would be in a completely different spot. But you know what? Nobody taught me. I had to figure it out. So. That it's even that leverage of like, I wasn't born wealthy, but I also wasn't born with someone who knew the things that I know, you know, and that gets passed down as well. And so it's a matter of just deciding, like, am I going to be the one who changes the family tree and then actually doing the work?
1: So the fourth excuse that people make is that it's just too hard. They aren't willing to put in the work. They, so they aren't willing to make the sacrifices. And instead, they start to look for a silver bullet that's going to solve all of their problems. It's going to get them rich overnight and they're looking for the the perfect system, or they're looking for the right investment so that they can make all of their money. Really, the problem with this is that they're not willing to do all the tiny, small things that it takes to be wealthy. There's no get-rich-quick scheme. There's not a, a secret on the internet. You've got to watch the right YouTube video or find the right blog, and all of a sudden, it's all going to get unlocked for you. No, it's a lot of hard work. It's about managing your money properly. Like, like we mentioned earlier, the excuse of I don't make enough money. No, it's about how you manage the money that you have. It's about managing that properly. It's about making the choices that are going to set you up for success. And there's lots of small, little decisions that don't pay off in the short term, but they pay off in the long term. And the, most people aren't willing to do that stuff. That's this one in particular, like I can think of a lot of people right now that they are looking for, do they just want to win it big off of one one bet? They aren't willing to put in the work. They aren't willing to try and fail a bunch of times until they get it right. But if they change their mindset, if they just put in the work, they would actually start to see success and they'd start to build wealth. But they aren't willing to do all those hard little things that it's going to take.
0: The fifth one. Now, this might not apply to you because you're listening to the podcast but it might apply to your spouse. We've actually had a lot of people ask us, what do I do when I want to improve the finances, but my spouse isn't interested? They don't care about money.
1: Right. This one is pretty common. And It's something that I don't totally get because people use money all the time. They say they don't care about money, but they work a job 40 hours a week and they they spend money. So they're using money throughout their entire day and life. Their
0: entire life circles around money. And so for you to say that you don't care about it, that's just not true. Because if you didn't, then you really wouldn't care about your job. You really wouldn't care about earning money or saving money or like just anything at all. And it's one thing to say that you could just be honest with yourself and say, I'm not interested in budgeting because I don't want to be told no. I don't want to be told that I can't have things. I think this is a really common excuse for folks who they just want to have whatever they want to have when they want to have it. And so for them to say, I don't care about money is for them to honestly just kind of give themselves a pass to have a ton of debt, to spend more than they make, to be irresponsible because I don't care about money. I don't need to be wealthy. We all die someday. It's not about saying that money is your God. Money is an idol. Money really is intrinsically something that you love. But money is how you pay for your life. And so it's irresponsible for you to say that you don't care about money when you have a job, your spouse or whoever cares for you has a job. And that money is how you literally eat and how you have shelter and how you have clothes. So it's really irresponsible and borderline disrespectful to whoever pays your bills to say that you don't care about money.
1: Yeah, well, and I, I like the way that you put it a lot of times is that you work 40 hours a week, it's worth putting in 30 minutes a week to manage it properly. That's all it takes. I think that's the thing that most people think it's going to take so much time to manage their money and it's and it's going to be too much work and it's not worth it, but you work so hard to make that money, just putting in 30 minutes a week to say this is how I want it to be managed and be spent properly. Go so far. It doesn't have to be that much work.
0: And I think that it's funny in the sense that it's almost contradictory to say that I don't care about money. So therefore, I'm not going to do my best to steward it properly. That doesn't make sense to me. Because if you do have a job and you know, you work hard for your money, then why wouldn't you do your best to align how you use that money with what you do value? It just doesn't make any sense.
1: Right. I totally agree. It just doesn't make any sense that you're willing to work so hard for the money, but then not manage it and steward it properly at the end of the day. And so the next excuse that people make is that it's just too late. Like they've gotten to a certain point in life and I should have started earlier. If only I started to build a business in my 20s or pick up that real estate property way back when, when they had the opportunity,
0: especially people who weren't able to or just strictly didn't out of sheer negligence, invest in their retirement accounts starting at a very young age. Because like we talk about, you, you do really want to get started when time is on your side. Compound interest is really the key. It's why you can't save your way to retirement. You need to invest your money. So a lot of people will find themselves in their 40s, 50s, and you know, they're hoping to retire in the next 20, 30 years but they really don't feel like they can and they kind of end up just saying like it's too late for me i just have to work till i die and they just concede to their to this fate
1: yeah but the thing is you can always get started you can get going right now and you can save something up something is better than nothing amen you know even if it's even if it's half of what you thought you'd ha should have had it's still Twice as much as nothing.
0: I'd rather have 10 years of retirement than no years of retirement. Right. I'd rather have five years than no years or just even a partial retirement. What if if you just get started now? Maybe, you know, you don't make enough money to where you can super catch up, but you could at least say, you know what? I can invest enough so that I can just work part time through retirement or start to get creative with what my golden years are going to look like in planning with my family. It's just never too late to at least take some form of action to start to design the next few years of your life to be closer to what you want them to be. This excuse, I think even outside of just the financial scope of things of it's too late for me, I really just can't stand it. I hate that for people saying I've reached a certain age. I can't change. I can't do anything new. I can't do this thing because I didn't do it earlier in life. I just I cannot accept that because it's just, it's just too bleak.
1: It really is very bleak. This is the difference between having a growth or a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is like, it just won't ever change. I'm stuck the way that I am. But a growth mindset is looking at yourself and saying, how can I change? How can I improve my situation? What do I need to learn? Instead of just saying things in the negative and absolute, you're looking for solutions and opportunities within the problem itself. So that you can actually move forward and start to make some progress, even like we said, even if it just changes the fact that you had zero years in retirement to ten years that's still ten more years that you didn't have in the long run, or this leads us to the last excuse that people make that prevent them from reaching financial freedom, and this excuse might blow your mind it is. I make so much money that I don't have to follow the proper steps to reach financial freedom. And so just because you make a big income doesn't mean that you get to do whatever you want with your money. There are proper things to do. There are plenty of people that appear to be wealthy that have no money. There are plenty of people that look like they may not have that much but are doing just fine. And so it's all about the decisions you make with the money. So if you make a big income and you think you don't have to follow the rules of the game, then you're totally wrong.
0: Yeah, this is really for the people who make the six-figure salary, and because they take home a decent amount of money every month, every year, they think that they don't, they shouldn't have to budget, or you know, budget's a dirty word, and they shouldn't ha- they should be able to skip that step, or they shouldn't need to have the emergency fund because they make so much every month they could just cash flow, it. and like they think that they can just skip these fundamental steps of building wealth and creating like, these levels of security within their finances because they rely so much on their income. But meanwhile, they're still living paycheck to paycheck because they have so many debts that are outstanding or because they have no control over their spending month to month. There's a reason that the steps are the steps and why they are what we all recommend across the board, whether you're you know Dave Ramsey, Suze Orman, anybody in between, anybody since then, the two of them are ancient. But the steps are the steps for a reason. They're all there to add these little layers of financial security that regardless of how much money you make, you really want them because they're insulating you from anything going wrong. What if that income does go away and you don't understand your ins and outs? You don't have that emergency fund. You do have crushing debt. You're exposing yourself to so much liability. It's just completely unnecessary. So if you're in this headspace that I make so much money, but I refuse to budget because I think I'm for some reason better than that. You're just confused.
1: So if you're making six figures and you're winging it, think about what would happen if you got organized. If you started to manage your money properly and started to budget and started to optimize the money that you had, and then you started to follow the proper steps and make progress. It's amazing how much progress you would make and how quickly it would really blow your mind. You would be amazed by how quickly you could start making some major financial changes in your life just by following the proper steps, right? So if you're making a, a big income, if you got the six-figure income and you feel like you don't need to follow the right steps, imagine how much progress you would make and how fast you could start making progress by organizing your money and starting to budget to follow the proper steps in the right order and how you would, you would just be making so much progress so quickly, it would blow your mind.
0: Yeah. So if you're making this excuse that you just make so much money that you get to skip steps, whatever those steps may be, we really just want you to realize that it's actually the opposite, that if you can actually be intentional with that income, you can very quickly move through the steps faster Mm -hmm. than you probably ever would have thought possible. But you just need to buckle down for a small amount of time so that you can really dial in those habits and behaviors and use that income effectively to reach your bigger goals, and, and you'd be done with it in no time. But if you're stuck in this excuse that you make so much money that you shouldn't have to, it's just absolute nonsense because you still everybody has to learn how to be intentional with their money. And so it goes back just back to the person who says, I don't make enough money. It doesn't matter. You need to learn how to manage the money that you do have now, and you do need to follow the steps so that you actually have the security that you need so that you are not just so reliant on that income. And you can take these steps to break that paycheck to paycheck cycle and beyond and really move through the different levels of financial stability.
1: Yeah. We want you to stop using the excuses that are preventing you from reaching financial freedom. These things that are getting in the way from you taking control because you have so much power and control if you just stop making the excuses and started to put in the work and taking the steps necessary to start seeing improvement.
0: Yeah, the only time where you are powerless is when you're dead. So um, if you're listening to this podcast, then there's still things that you can do to make your life better.
1: So the whole point of this episode is not to call anyone out, but to call out the excuses that are preventing you from reaching financial freedom, that are holding you back from living the life that you really want. But if you continue to find that you are making excuses, then you're never going to make progress on your financial journey. And that is something that we don't want for you. We want you to succeed. We want you to improve. We want you to reach financial freedom. And these excuses will prevent you from getting there. And so we'd love for you to share this so that more people can eliminate these excuses from their lives and start reaching financial freedom. And that wraps up today's episode.
0: And until next time, I'm Rebecca.
1: And I'm Dylan. And And we're Red Coaches.